The Comedy Zone podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Jason Allen King. Ain't nothing about the digital podcast. Let me uh, hit the back. <laughs> okay. See <Hey>, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, welcome to the Comedy Zone podcast. <laughs> Broadcast from home, everybody. <laughs> the Comedy Zone podcast, back at you like we never left. I got my partners in crime here, Mr. Jason Allen King and Brian Baltashevis. Gentlemen, how are you? Whoop, whoop. What's up, everybody? We're good. I'm good. I don't want to speak for Brian. Brian, you're always good, though, yeah? Yeah, I'm good. I am I'm great. Well, we we went from good to great. That's that's great news. Y'all sound sound like fifth graders when your parents ask you how your day was. It's good. That's that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty accurate. (laughs) So many complaints. I'm all right. I'm doing okay. Well, I know you're doing okay because I saw Jason. You have participated in a number of online comedy shows and uh, different different programs like that. You did one last week, right? Yeah, I did one with Barely Funny, Lauren uh, Ansley, uh, and Michelle Miller was the other uh, comedian on that. And uh, yeah, yeah, I did one. Uh, it was like a charity show for a Rotary Club. And uh, I, it, was a, it was a success. We had a great time. So what is that experience like for you? Are you telling jokes and not hearing the reaction? Are there screens set up? How does it work from your end? Well, I have to say, uh, I got to give a lot of credit to Lauren Ensley and Barely Funny for, for how they do their shows. Now, we've all experienced this before where you'll go to a show and it's a small show and, you know, and you'll get there and they say it's going to be a comedy show and nobody in the room knows what it is. They're like, wait, they're doing comedy. What? We have to turn the TVs off. What are you talking about? Um, this is another example of Lauren being a pro and, and setting uh, the standard uh for 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 everybody who's going to be showing up on what it's going to look like what it's going to feel like what are the ways to make it successful and and then she provides all the information and the audience and the people involved get to to optimize that information or choose to ignore it and and not have a good time and um she's just really she does a very good job of that so so, you know, on the surface, certainly it's a, a fairly uncomfortable situation to to make people laugh and half of them, uh, you know. So this was a room of uh, 28, we'll call it 28 cameras in the people's homes. And each home had anywhere from one to like 12 people uh, in those homes. Like one guy had a party and he had everybody over. Uh, and it was a, for the Rotary Club, it was a, it was a charity event where they were raising money and doing auctions and things like that. So it was a, you know, we've, well, you know, I've done a number of shows that were, that were charity uh, fundraising type shows. And um, so you had a view into pro- of those 28 homes. You had, a, you had a view into about 
I want to say 20 of them, about eight had their cameras off. They just wanted to listen, didn't want to be on camera. Um, and, you know, the, there's an option to have everybody's mics on mute. But if you want to laugh, you can hold your space bar down. It temporarily unmutes your computer or your device so that you can laugh. Wow. So, yeah, so it's not especially conducive for comedy but if it's something that you are interested in and you want to like i said optimize that experience you can get into it and have fun and people did i thought it was a it was a it was a success on an individual level i i tried out new material um i i it sounds silly but i did some crowd work uh where you looking at people <laughs> and you're commenting on what you see and then you're going into old favorites and, and finishing the way that you finish. And, and it's just a, it's an intimate way to do, uh, to do comedy. You know, um, I thought it was a success again, still, still uncomfortable in, in many respects. And, uh, but it was cool, man. It was cool. I appreciate Lauren's, uh, professionalism to, to make that the best that it could be. That's pretty, that's pretty good, man. Um, yeah. Now do you, so when a joke hits, you're, you're hearing that laughter real time. Uh, it, it, there's still a delay. Um, some people like the party of 12 people, that was like a, you know, they were a party, uh, uh, there was a party going on. So they had food was cooking. People were listening in. They had it on a TV clearly like at the end of a big table kind of up high, um, so they were muted and half the time they had a, a couple of younger people there had big signs that said, ha ha ha. And laughing, big <laughs> laughing emojis and stuff. As you saw the people laughing, they had those signs and stuff. And they even had a couple booze written down. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see any booze. They had to show us later. I don't know if they held it up for anything. But, um, so yeah, you had, there was a smattering of it. Not, not everybody had their mics unmuted. Not a, you couldn't see everybody. You can only see about, I want to say, I don't know, five, six people at a time. If you scroll from screen to screen or whatever, probably more than six, but so yeah, there were, there was some, there was definitely some feedback. Uh, some people are sitting at their house and you hear a little bit of like, uh, <laughs> and some people are laughing louder, you know what I mean? It was like big, big booming laughs. So it was, uh. Yeah. Wow. A little something to, something to get used to. It's a different way to consume comedy. It is, it is live, but you, you know that the comedy standup comedy, I should, really should be more specific about it. Standup should be consumed live. And the, you know, the secret of comedy clubs is they want to make it somewhat uncomfortable for you. Um, the warmer and the more comfortable you are, the less conducive that atmosphere is to laugh. So I've heard said a number of times by people with far more experience and, and you know, more to lose than I do. So I, I trust the, those things. They always have a they always have comedy clubs cold. Um, you want it to be cold. That something about that uh, makes makes laughter become you know, more readily available. I, I don't know some of the science behind this, if it's science, but so when you're home, uh, relaxed in your couch, you may not be as, as open to laugh, uh, a big laugh as you are you know, in a club. So I mm -hmm. certainly didn't take offense. People didn't boom laughter or anything like that, but, uh, yeah, just a, just a something new to get used to. And now that's, that's really the only, the only 
proper one in that respect that I've done. I've been on a number, number of meetings that were, you know, more more meetings than performances, but um, this was, I think, the real the first real comedy comedy show that I did. So, hmm. and I got paid for it. So, so did it? So were there what what aspects of your performance did you have to adjust for the format? Like, were you as active as you might normally be? Or no, in fact, no. It's a really good question. So I I am. As I did it, I, I'm sitting here with my computer. Now, I, I, I think you guys know me well enough. Like, I, I lighted it uh, well, I would mm-hmm. say. By the way, that's a long-going discussion uh, with friends in the film business. Do you say that a room is lit or, or it's lighted? It's a, that would be a good one. To, I would love to get people's opinions on that. So, so I, I, I uh, lighted myself well. I had backlights. I had key lights. I, I had uh, you know mics. I had uh, my my uh, website address. My all my stuff was strategically placed around me so that if people wanted to look me up, it was right there and it was easy. Which is was kind of an interesting thing to take advantage of. Um, but I was sitting down. I wanted to, my face to be as as visible as possible. Um, I try to, you know, uh, express uh, kind of what I'm doing through my face as much as possible to kind of augment some some of the stories and stuff. So I thought that was more important than be, than being able to stand up and move around. So I was kind of locked in a seat, some hand gesture, mostly, you know, express expressions of my face and things like that. Uh, It was a more intimate setting. So I wasn't as loud probably as, as I would like to be, but I'm right on top of the camera here, you know, Mm -hmm. and the microphone. So, yeah. Jason, did you hold the mic or did you use a mic stand? I didn't have a mic at all. Just, oh, okay. I, I, you know, it's funny. I, I was going to do that, but again, it, it, it would have, in my opinion, my estimation, I would think, I think it would have been a, dis, a distraction or it would have come off inauthentic. Maybe, you know, people, I didn't want anyone to even have that moment of going, why does he have a microphone? He's sitting in his, in his living room or whatever. Yeah. I, so gotcha. I, I didn't do that. Cause I didn't, I think maybe the audio would have been better, but I don't, I felt like the distraction would have been a, a greater sort of disservice than, okay. you know, than the yeah. audience being better. Are there, are there different types of jokes that you did that, that worked better in that, in that environment? Did you write any new material? How did you, how did you approach your, your material? Yeah, well, you know, because it was a, because it was a rotary club thing and there's about 35 or so members and, um, and, and, you know, several of the members were in the group. Um, we did get some information about them. So I definitely did some jokes about uh, the Rotary Club uh, that's sort of on an international level. And, and I teased some individuals uh, who were there. Those all seemed to, uh, you know, hit really well. And I think that that comes to um, what kind of comedy you, you call that? Like, um, uh, like, private, like private shows more so than club yeah, shows. Yeah. It was more of that kind of a of an event than it was a, you know, a big general show. But I would That's say, um, you know, I, I think stuff that was more personal worked better. I think the delivery and all that just seemed to to work better than just to set up and punch jokes. I think the same goes for Michelle. It seemed like the stuff that she talked about herself and being home and 
those things that felt a little bit more relevant to her seemed to go better, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it really makes me wonder when we get back out there, because I was doing some jokes that obviously that I've been doing for a while, and and, uh, and I had—I don't remember who I was talking to another comic about this, but it was Todd Riley actually. It was like, it might feel weird going back to doing the same set that I'd been doing before. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to be because there was a couple jokes where I'm trying to think of an example where it's like. This doesn't really feel like me now. It doesn't feel as relevant, you know. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that 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 was something that I had talked about before, which maybe influenced it. But there was a couple that I just felt like I don't know if I'm going to be doing this joke much longer once we yeah. get out there. Like so many jokes are written about. You write about what you what you're doing, what's around you, and what your experiences are. Everyone's having the same experiences right now. Right. For you know, a broad stroke comment, but for the most part, people are so. I I have been consciously not writing jokes about quarantine, as I sit here and write because I'm like, well, everyone's going to be doing that, but at the same time, it's sort of like, well, is that what people are going to want to hear, whether they know it or not? Because that's what everybody's been going through, going back out and going, how you know, airline food, you know? It's like, well, no yeah. one's really, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I think that one thing that comedians will have to differentiate, you know, some of the topics, you know, are like, you know, we're all dealing with the same stay in place orders and things like that. But depending on your circumstance, what stage in life you're at, who's doing it with you, what your job situation is. Um, there's a bunch of different things that make this experience different from person to person. And I think, I think it will take an added level of creativity to find those distinctions, but everyone is to some degree having a different experience with this virus. Yeah. 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 Everyone's being, being asked and, uh, and, or, you know, forced into a very similar situation and, how you, yeah, how you in, individualize that experience, whether it's something you do or just that you, you know, your situation. I guess that will. Then who writes a better joke? Obviously, but yeah, the, 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 in reference to the experience itself, um, there's going to be both sides of the coin on that. I think. Interesting. Yeah, because every half the, <laughs> I mean, it, it is going to it's going to take you know a lot of thought and a lot of craftsmanship because I mean, the setting for every joke is your house. Yeah. Like, like there's just, you know, so you really, you really are going to have to work to, I think we're all going to have to work to have a, a level of richness and detail that really brings people in because we're all having our own experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of, a lot of, you know, coming back out into the world jokes, a lot of, you know, yeah, uh, you're right. People are going to be separated by craftsmanship to some degree. I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, like they always were, but yeah, it'll put sure. more, yeah. more more of an emphasis on on some of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's changing. Very, very interesting. I, I and I love like again to put sort of a 
uh, positive spin on it. I know I keep mentioning uh, Lauren, but you want to talk about somebody who is making the best out of a very challenging situation. Yeah. Uh, Lauren was on the show and she's talking about how she, um, you know, left her job and was, you know, getting into producing and doing comedy full time. And then this happens. I, I'm certain that that has affected her, you know, financially. And maybe that's the, the impetus to, to how much she's doing, or maybe it's just, she is someone who's always going to take advantage of uh, the situation. And she really, really has, I mean, for, for, mm -hmm. She's just, she's making things happen, even in this situation. It's really great. Inspiring to see that. Good for Lauren. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's great to, to hear because, I mean, it's certainly, you know, that cannot be easy. No, I can't. I can't imagine. You know, uh, Cousin Clyde's another one. Have you seen all the stuff that he's got going on? Wow, he got yeah. a lot of stuff happening? Yeah, man. I, I see him with the emails constantly. He's talking about he's getting uh, office space for, I believe it's uh, it's Untamed Comedy, I think is, is uh -huh. the name. Of them. If I'm getting it wrong, sorry, Clyde. But uh, yeah, man, he, he's, uh, he's you know, booking shows down the road now. Getting He, he doesn't seem to as lost any hustle in the middle of all this. So it's somebody else who's just, if you're hungry and you're going to make it happen, I mean, you know, mm -hmm. you take advantage of it or, or you just, or you wait. I, I don't know. I don't know, but it's somebody else that I'm super proud of him and seeing how he's uh, making the best out of a tough situation. Yeah. That's, I wonder how, how fans consume this content. I mean, as, because not only you you yourself, you're a comedian, but also a fan of comedy. So I wonder what it's like from the fans' perspective to consume these shows in this format. Have you been a fan and sat and watched any of these shows, or only been only performed? You know, I have to admit, I don't think I've sat through a whole a whole thing outside of the one that I was on. That's uh, it's not exactly, I've watched comedy. I've watched specials, uh, I've, you know, but, but this format isn't exactly the one that uh, isn't how I've chosen to, to consume it. I mean, you know, we're, I would love to get some statistic on the number of people who, who are doing zoom meetings or whatever a week. And I, I would bet it's, it's once a day for the average working person, um, whether that's with family or something you're doing through work or whatever it is. Um, excuse me. So I, I imagine getting back on to, you know, to consume mm -hmm. even something involved with entertainment would, would probably be a challenge for some people or is going to become that or is getting there. Yeah. That's how it is for me. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right, Jason. I mean, um, I think most people are on probably one to two um, Zoom meetings a day. Last Friday, I was I had an eight o'clock, an eleven, a twelve, a one thirty, a two, and a four, all on Zoom on Friday yeah. last week. And that's Agreed. the last thing I want to do is you know then after that is you know look at a computer monitor and talk to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. to my wife, I did. I was like, honey, I, we're not talking. We're not friends. <laughs> we're not, yeah. This is not. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's, it's a lot. Um, and the zoom meetings are like exhausting too. I don't know. There's just something about I them know. that just, 
I saw a, a headline for a for an article the other day about about video video meetings being more tiresome. Now I, I didn't read the article because you know I don't like to read. <laughs> Actually, I think if you follow the money, people are kicking around a lot of conspiracy theories. I think uh, ophthalmologists are really the cause of coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people going to need glasses after this shit. <laughs> Well, now, now, Brian, I know you said coming into the show, we have a special guest coming up. Is it true? Yes, uh, that is true. We have a special guest coming up in just a few minutes. So we've got probably, you know, a couple more minutes for this segment, and then we should shut it down and, and start the second segment. But yeah, a very special guest coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, so should I shut this one part down or not? I'm excited to find out who this is. This is great. <laughs> we're, this, is, this is curveball we're being thrown here, Will. It's how, how do we, you know, step up and, and knock this out of the park, right? Yeah, I know. There, there's a lot of pressure on us. Um, there, there was a time when Jason was so infrequent with his appearances that every appearance was a special guest. <laughs> so we only had one special guest, really. In, in the history of the show, and that's our co-host. <laughs> well, listen, as a working comedian who worked as much as possible, that's just a, a you know something that happened every once in a while. Well, I know you don't have that problem as much as I do, but I, but I do appreciate what you're saying. Precisely. As a comedian that is doing the opposite, I was happy to be here to hold it down. <laughs> well, I, I guess we should go, and uh, we'll be back with our special guest. Soreness and pain isn't always the result of activity. This is a 60-second wellness tip powered by OrthoCarolina. Prolonged sitting in a car or at your job aggravates muscles and joints and can cause pain. A standing desk can help. The key to alleviating the discomfort that sitting can cause is changing positions more frequently during the day. Alternating between sitting and standing at your desk, in addition to taking walk breaks and stretching, can work to loosen those tight muscles and joints. The perfect standing desk should be high enough so your computer keyboard is at elbow level and your monitor at face level to avoid neck strain. Before you start standing at your desk, take into consideration any knee or foot injuries and wear flat, comfortable shoes. This has been your 60-second wellness tip, powered by OrthoCarolina, official team physicians of the Carolina Panthers and proud sponsor of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more tips or to make an appointment, visit orthocarolina.com. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Welcome back to the Comedy Zone podcast. Section two coming at you. Segment two, not section two. I'm thinking of law school. <laughs> two, uh, coming, coming right back at you. Now, our special guest is coming, but Brian said that uh, we got to 
have some small talk till they get here or something like this. What are we doing now? He's got, this is, I feel like there's a gotcha moment coming. And if this is someone who I don't know or recognize, I'm going to feel real dumb. <laughs> no, it's somebody, it is definitely somebody you both know. That's a lot of pressure on me, man, because you don't know man. who I done forgot. <laughs> yeah, really, actually, good point. The chances of Will actually knowing this oh person or whether or not a conversation yeah, it's going to be bad. It's entirely possible I did not think this through. You're right. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Will is me. Yeah. Oh. If we're quiet, we all know what happened. <laughs> I would pretend my computer went down. Will <laughs> <laughs> oh, got kicked off. Oh, well, that's weird. That's so weird. I've had this experience too many times. I'm tired of not remembering people. <laughs> Yikes. So Yikes. We, still have a, uh, we still have a couple minutes. So Go ahead, buddy. No, I was going to say, I wanted to ask one more follow-up question about the um, your experience performing the show online. Hecklers. Do you get any hecklers? <laughs> how, how do you heckle in a show like that? It, you know what? That's interesting. Lauren brought this up that that on other uh, shows that she had been doing, um, that she had you know someone who was sort of helping more than heckling, if that makes sense. And as a whatever you call the person who sets it up, the admin of it, you have uh, the opportunity to mute them. So mm-hmm. you ultimately did have to do that. And you and also there was an interesting aspect to this. So there's a chat going on kind of next to you the whole time, like a like a you know, a text chat that you can send private messages to individuals in the group, or you can send messages and respond to the group as a whole. Um, so that was an added element of of interest, I thought. Um, so during the show, I was, you know, responding a little bit here and there and asked a couple questions before the show started. So that was an interesting interactive uh, uh, element to the show that I hadn't really seen before. So that was kind of fun. Got to know a couple people before the show, that, that kind of thing. I don't know. So as far as hecklers, I think it happens, but there's a, you know, you don't have a mute button during a live show like we do on Zoom. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anybody else invest in Zoom, by the way? No, but man, can you imagine? Well, that'd have been nice. Again, follow me for guys. <laughs> By the way, I keep bringing up these conspiracy theories. Uh, if you have one, uh, keep that shit to yourself. God, I don't care. <laughs> Please, dear God, don't bring it up to me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I think if you come at and come at me with a conspiracy theory, um, yeah, uh, unfollow. I, Not even on Facebook, just in my life. I just don't know where somebody gets the energy uh, to to be to want to be it get to the bottom of something so bad it's just like when you hear conspiracy theories first of all you have to have you have to care about a subject so damn much that uh, yeah, i mean i think it has to do with fear man or not being able to cope with what's happening yeah yeah or yeah. Do you think you smarter than everybody else yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. I know, I know cats like that, you know, see, see, and that's, you know, that's what most people think, okay? That's what most, I call them sheep. That's what the sheep think. Yeah, yeah that's right. Oh, God. Everybody's Sweet sheep word. now. That's right. All of a sudden, yeah. everyone's an expert in uh, in uh, infectious diseases. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, everybody now. 
Hey, hang on a second, guys. I got my fire alarm went off for a second. Uh oh. Do we need to call 911, Jason? You okay? Uh, I'm good. I, I think I just uh, was hitting a bong or something in there. I'm not sure. Jason, you got to <laughs> take the hot pocket out of the foil when you talk to Yeah. <laughs> All right. It only went off like three times. That's very weird. Okay. A little excitement here. Yeah, I, I didn't know what was going on over there. That was weird. Everything okay? <laughs> yeah, it just went off like three times. That was it. The other side of the house is probably on fire, but I'm okay. As long as we can finish the pod, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I would get my gear and everything outside. So it- clearly, that's what's the most important. Mm-hmm. So, so let me ask you guys: since this all started, is there an activity that you found yourself doing a whole lot that you, you know, didn't didn't do nearly as much before? I mean, I've been consistently working out. I can say that, and that that workout has changed and and evolved and devolved. But I but I have that's always the first thing that that gets pushed if I'm, uh, you know, on a regular work day or or day. You know, it's that's the thing that's the first to get to get removed from my to do list. So I, I have been able to do that. That's fun. Mm-hmm. What about you, Brian? It's pretty boring, but uh, porn. Did you say oh, porn? Nice. Yeah. yeah. Did you say porn? I feel like I heard oh porn. Oh my god! Because, <laughs> like, same. Me too. Nice. Hi, friends. How are you, my dear? You know, I'm hanging in there in the hot spot of California, aka Coronavirus oh Valley. Oh my god! Living it up, licking doorknobs, <laughs> taking names. And, and and staying in shape and looking great. I saw something you did where you jumped up in the air and you landed and you looked like a whole second person. Yes, that is the joy of TikTok and also quarantine boredom. <laughs> well, you well, you look like you you staying in shape out there. I am. Will, are you, I know you're already expecting a second child, but if this quarantine continues, should we expect more? <laughs> no, nah, not the way I'm looking. I don't, I, it, it, it would be tough to have <laughs> conceive uh, the way I look right now. So I, matter of fact, I was saying, I, I'm glad that we had a second one on the way before this started. Cause you know, without a haircut, I'm uh, <laughs> operating one hand tied behind my back. On which head? <laughs> he said what? 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 <laughs> you you joined the conversation right at the appropriate part. It's like Brian <laughs> tossed up an alley oop. Uh, That's it. Hey, yeah. We uh, well, we should probably introduce our guest to those listeners who oh may not God, know who are. Oh, oh, <laughs> listen. I mean, she needs no introduction, but goodness, uh, she is the former co-host of the Comedy Zone podcast now. Uh, an anchor in San Diego, I believe. Not San Diego. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in Fresno, yeah. in the it. Central Valley. Okay, <laughs> that was my second guess. See, this <laughs> yeah. it's it's the second most coveted destination spot in California, Fresno. <laughs> Sammy Joe Francis, let's cut the shenanigans. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Sammy is here. Well, it's kind nice of. to have you on the on show. Audio, at least, sorry if my mic is low. 
Yeah, Jason, how are you? I, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm reminded every day that I'm not you, but I, you know, on the show, so I'm doing okay. It's good. Listen, I pay them weekly to do that, so it's good that my money is well spent. <laughs> but everyone's happy they did. They still are getting the uh, feminine point of view on topics, so that's a little that feels funny. Well, what about the male perspective? Because that was my role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Will doesn't offer that up so much. No, not anymore. Yeah, no, yeah. not anymore. <laughs> so, so uh, life are we still doing a rock and roll soundtrack? Oh, Brian has cut. He has not. He doesn't do the music anymore. No. Nope. Well, because Who now that the music. Uh, um. Well, because uh, now that we're a, a, a you know a legitimate operation with a network behind us and all that other stuff, we can't use copywritten music. I mean, we shouldn't have done it before, quite frankly. But now we really can't do it. So uh, we're just well. No, regular, we yeah. we totally agree with not have using it before. I believe mm-hmm. Will and I were on board with that yeah, uh, we years ago. Yeah, we were on that train. <laughs> probably, probably. Look, I'm sorry, Brian. We're already back to picking on yeah. you. I miss you. It took all of two minutes. <laughs> right. That's what she said. Uh, see, that's the kind of stuff that the show's been missing, quite frankly, since. <laughs> I'm glad you used that word, Brian. Sammy, what is the thing you miss most about the podcast? Getting up early in the morning? Oh, you know what? I that's a close second to what I miss the most. Um, but no, I'd say just, you know, really it was kind of an outlet to kind of hang out with friends and have an excuse to hang out with friends and new comedians that I was meeting for the first time, but mostly hanging out with you guys and like catching up. It really was like, all right, let's go ahead and dish for an hour. And oh, by the way, we're recording it so other people can laugh at us. But, you know, I just miss you guys. It was it was a good time. That's, that's a great answer. I think that's the thing I, I miss most, too. Uh, you know, just the, the camaraderie and the, the fun we would have. I mean, the guests were great, too, but it was like I mean, it was so much they were fun. all right. <laughs> What about you, Brian? Brian, what do you miss? Well, it, it it's I mean, you know, obviously first I mean, I'm still, you know, I'm still hanging out with Will, you know, right? And Jason now has joined the group and it's fantastic. Um Are you guys recording this in person? No, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. I didn't do that before. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um but I I miss you know over and above everything, and I said this before you left as well. I miss my friend. My friend is now twenty five hundred miles away, and you know, and we text and stuff, and we talk a bit. But you know, it's not the same as being in the same room every Friday and just hanging out, like you said. Yeah, Jason and Will, you hear that? Your chopped liver. <laughs> that <was> exactly <laughs> what he said. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what... I, I thought I would translate for you. <laughs> So, so, Sammy, can you talk about, I mean, the role that you have now? I mean, you're on people's televisions out there. Sure. Yeah. And trying not to be inappropriate. So that's exciting. That's another thing I miss about our show. I didn't have to filter anything. Um, but yeah, so it's fun. I get to the thing I missed most about local news when I left it in Charlotte is being able to cover high school football and high school athletes because there's the hunger and the love of the game with no ego. And once you start getting to college, you know, kids think they're 
they're really going to go to the next level. You don't always get that transparency and that humble attitude. Mm. So I really miss that. And that's mostly what I've been doing is, is features out here. Um, and you can follow along at my Facebook page, <laughs> Sammy on air. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been really fun and I anchor the weekends. So during the week, my weekday is kind of sporadic and shooting stories. And then with this whole thing, with the sports shutdown, um, I had very frightening words said to me, which is we might cancel sports. Mm. And I yeah. said, Oh God, no, mm. send me back to Charlotte. Mm. Um, but you know, I've actually found more stories this way because parents and we have more viewers right now because everybody's at home. So when I ask for people to send in their kids, not send me your kids, but send in <laughs> pictures of your kids, um, I get a really good response. And that's how I found a lot of amazing student athletes that I can feature. So when you left Charlotte, I didn't know you were going to go to Fresno. Now, how did, how did all of this materialize? Oh, that's, that's a good question. Um, because originally, you're right, I moved to Long Beach, and I was going to focus on acting and voiceovers. And um, even tried to get kind of my toe back in the door with some of the comedians we had um, interviewed to intern with them or do whatever. But none of that actually panned out. The acting, I did one role on a reality court show. <laughs> Anyways, and that was fun for $75 cash. And then the rest of it was just bartending. And I was trying really hard not to go back to bartending. I found this job online. And prior to this, like when I was in Charlotte, I would apply to up to 27 jobs a day and not hear anything. And you have to think like, I have three years experience in a large top 30 market. I've worked for an NFL team. I've worked for NASCAR. So I'm in the, in the situation where I'm not new, but I'm not network. So I'm in that limbo weird stage. And because of that, um, when I moved out here, I was like, well, I'm not going to apply to any TV stations because there's no point. I applied in Charlotte when I was fresh off of this experience and nothing. So I applied on this uh, website for Sinclair Broadcasting, which is who I work for. Um, and they called within days of me applying and said, we really like your reel. And I said, go on. <laughs> um, and yeah, so they wanted me to start 11 days after I Skyped with them and I couldn't because I had to come back to Charlotte. So when my first week I was kind of just thrown into the fire because I had a pregame soccer show that I had to host Ooh. high school football on towns. If you can imagine going to Charlotte and all the Gastonia and Churroville's just to a new town and not knowing how to pronounce everything. That's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nobody was dead. Exactly. And then Saturday do my regular anchor. And then Sunday I have a 15 minute show. So it was, it was a lot, but I, am reminded of why I love this so much. I love being able to produce and be creative. Mm. Well, good for you. That's great. Thanks. And see. I love to hear uh, <laughs> this is something that I, I feel like I harp on every week, but taking difficult situations and, and making the best out of that situation, which I mean, clearly you were doing, you know, you, you, you run into roadblocks and you say, well, you know, you kind of don't. Stop. Right. And I never, I never did porn. So, you know, I, feel like that was a success. This is a document we can use in, in court, right? This podcast? Is this... Absolutely. Well, <laughs> so my face was blurred out, Jason. My face was blurred out. <laughs> so, so, Debbie, what, what advice would you give 
Jason, now that he's in your seat in, in terms of dealing with us and the show? Run. <laughs> Run and change your number immediately. Get out of showbiz. <laughs> um, let's see. Is this your, is this uh, no, showbiz? Uh, Sammy, is this, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's... Well... It's on like the outskirts. It's like the off, off, off showbiz. All right, I'll take it. Um, but you know, it's fun. But no, I would just say enjoy it. I mean, I think you know, as much as I hate early mornings and like as grumpy as I would be if I didn't have my coffee, I think just enjoy it because it, it was a really good time and it's it's something that seems so small at the time just to like sit down in front of a microphone and talk. But I really just have great memories from that and. You know, when we, uh, when Daniel and I went to West Hollywood, we actually saw Craig mm. Robinson, who, um, you know, we went and had lunch, not him and I, like him, his group of comedians, Brian, <laughs> myself, yeah. and others. Um, but it was just cool to like kind of have those worlds meet. And then I think I told you guys this when I was back there, but we had interviewed somebody who has a poster on the wall in our little closet of a bunker space, whatever you want to call it. Um, that I ran into him at a comedy show here when he was hosting the show. And I was like, why do I know this guy? Mm. So it's just, it's cool to see that like these big time successful comics, you can see in everyday space now. Well, at least I could, um, you know, so I don't know. I'd say enjoy it and get out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a shelf life, I guess, for for all the the co-hosts on the show. So I've got to pay attention. To well, except except for Will and Brian, apparently. Yeah. Yep. We're just a rotating door, Jason. We're just we're the fluffers. <laughs> you guys are a, a straight shot to stardom if you think of Spencer and then Sammy Joe, and it's straight to the top, man. So Jason, in about a year, you can expect to move to California. Yeah, my bags are packed. <laughs> there you go. So. So basically, the Comedy Zone podcast should be called the Money Shot Podcast. There is that what is. we're saying? I just want to clarify. I think that's I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. And then just because Will is like the only stable host, well, stable well, yeah. as far as saying, <laughs> yeah, you got to um, clarify. Let's not push it. Uh, we could call it the Money Shot Podcast with Will Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sandra would love that. <laughs> well, it would just be her favorite, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, that's something to pass on to your kids with pride, oh, buddy. Oh, speaking of my kids, you know my son uh, misses you. You were like one of his favorites. Uh, is he driving he is, yet? Can you just sit him out here? He is. He just turned three. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? Why are you so old, Will? I don't Will? understand it. I don't understand. Yeah, that whole growing thing. It's, it's, it's catching up on me. Uh, it's it's a lot of decisions I got to make. I'm I'm deciding whether or not to cut my hair bald. What do you What do you think of that? Well, I don't think it's cutting it bald if it's <laughs> now. See, <laughs> if it's already headed that way, Will. If you're just letting nature take its course, <laughs> can I tell you that we were me and me and Sandra were on the phone with my dad and his lady. And she, and my dad said, "Yeah, I was thinking about cutting my hair bald too." And his lady was like, "Thinking about?" <laughs> She's like, "You bald now?" So you know, I don't want anybody. I don't want to get to the point where people are telling me I'm bald now. 
Okay, well, we won't tell you. Because Jason and, you know, Jason and Brian, they guys, so they just like, ah, do whatever you want, you know, whatever. But Yeah, I don't really care. Yeah. So, Sammy, you said <laughs> lop it all, lop the rest off. Listen, I am going to defer to Sandra on this one because she knows <laughs> she knows what she likes. So, if she wants the Mister Clean look, more power to her. But you let the wifey make the decision. Oh, how is hers the only opinion that matters? Uh, because she's your wife. <laughs> Have you learned nothing? They didn't cover that in the vows. <laughs> Well, they did. It was in the was small in the print. print. I, I did it. not read the print. I did not read the five yeah. print. <laughs> and you should know better as a lawyer. I know. I, I figured I could trust her. <laughs> well, my friends, I love you so much and I miss you. I have to hop off here because, you know, some of us still have jobs. Yeah. So, so. yeah. She's rubbing, rubbing it in. Rubbing it in. I am. I'm just elbow grease rubbing it in. Well, I'm the only one not working, though. <laughs> Everyone Are you busy. really? Yeah. Yeah. Is it because all of like the the acting stuff is at a stop yeah, right now? All, all all crew work is is done, and and same with comedy, really. Yeah. And they're not doing anything virtually. No, uh, I've gone. Well, I say that I, I've gone. I've got two uh, two auditions, uh, virtual like auditions, where they would potentially use kind of what what we shot or make adjustments or whatever. But I didn't I didn't book those. But all the other film stuff is 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 done. Tyler Perry's opening up in like a week or two in Atlanta. That's the first. Are you going to Atlanta? No. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. well, then that's not nope. relevant to you. But I do have a question for you because I always hated virtual auditions. I felt like I always did better if I was in person. Is that the same way you feel? Uh, not really. I'm just not very good at auditions. Uh, the one good thing I would say in person is uh, – I usually get along with people. I got usually good vibes with people so that I, you know, was I a better actor virtually versus in person? I think probably where you have more time to really kind of, you know, set your own stage kind of thing. Well, the in-person nice to meet you didn't work for me. So damn, that's, that must've been where it went wrong. (laughs) Well, I've only booked a couple of things, but uh, the in-person stuff is when I've done that. So yeah. Comfort level. I need to take more audition classes. It's the hardest thing to do in, as far as acting that I can think of. You're perfect just the way you are. And it's everybody else's no. problem. Working hard. Making it look like I work hard. That's my goal. Hey, Will knows a thing about that. Absolutely. <laughs> Image is everything. Meanwhile, Brian's probably busy right now as we speak. Running schools, <laughs> running networks. The dude doesn't stop. Running a... He doesn't stop, this guy. I know. He's crazy. He's like, oh, yeah, my plate's really full. And I was like, okay, so you're doing normal then. (laughs) All right. I I would not be surprised if Brian has already cut the recording and we just talking and don't know that. (laughs) Yeah, no, that is definitely what happened. I've already published it. Sam, let me me tell you real quick before we go about Brian's new move. What Brian does now is you you, Uh you mess up something, you say some dumb shit, and then... Brian goes, oh, okay, we'll just edit that out. And then you go back and listen to the podcast. And then he does it? <laughs> you literally hear him on the podcast saying, we're going to edit it out. <laughs> we don't do shit. Nothing. Listen, he's busy, Will. He's busy. I don't have time to, to, to correct all your mistakes, Will. He's done this to me seven <laughs> times. <laughs> no, he's done this to me seven times. 
Well, what you should do is start snipping those things out and then just edit them all together and send them to Brian. <laughs> there you go. As part of a lawsuit? Yes. <laughs> they can be signed for fool in front of the country. Well, I mean, it is your image. It's image important. is everything. We, we, we did say that. So, Sammy, if the people want to keep up with you, how do they do that? Well, you move to Fresno. There's not many people mm. here. You can just follow me around. Um, or you can follow me on Twitter at Sammy on Air. And my Facebook fan page is Sammy on Air as well. And then on TikTok, it's Sammy.onair because God knows I'm doing too much on there. And, and follow Sammy because I've seen some of the stuff you and some of the other co-hosts do or anchors do. A lot of funny, you know, some of the current dances and all that stuff. You have a lot it's, of fun. It's a hot mess. It's a hot mess. <laughs> All right, guys, I love you. I Thank you, you, Sammy. Don't be a stranger. Thanks, Sammy. I'll try to be. Okay, bye. Stay safe. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Look at that. Surprise. Hey, look at you, Brian. Look at you coming through in the clutch. Look at what I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad, she, I'm glad she got her feet under it. I didn't realize that she had cha- kind of changed gears like that. Well, she, yeah, I, she, she, she I think that, you know, always, I think her plan was to, was to, you know, go out to California and find a thing, you know, she was hoping it would be acting and, you know, she had a couple more opportunities than she let on, but, but uh, then this thing opened up in Fresno and actually she and I talked about it quite a bit when she had the offer and, and it was just, it was the, it was the bird in the hand thing, you know, I mean, she wasn't necessarily, uh, you know, didn't really want to leave the Los Angeles area, but, but it's a great opportunity in a good market. There's a lot of good sports around her. They cover the 49ers and, and you know, uh, uh, Fresno State University, and there's a professional soccer team there and, and, yeah. um, and all that. So it's a good sports market, and and, and, and she's in a good place. Yeah, good for her. That's awesome. Yeah. Good to be happy. So I want to I wanna start – I don't know if this will be a whole new segment, but it is something I want to try. Um, I, on social media, I see things that people say about certain topics – and I and I want to get you guys take on it, okay? So these I don't know what we're gonna call it, but I just see things and I'm like, I wonder what Brian and Jason would say about that. Hmm. So I got one on here. This is from. Uh, let me get the name right now. This is from Instagram at s dot great underscore. Uh, actually, no, at s great underscore s g r a t underscore. <laughs> Got 133,000 likes, 28,000 retweets. Now, what S. Great says is, if a white person says, I tell you what, you're about to get the best deal ever. (laughs) (laughs) So if you like at a car dealership and the guy's like, hey, buddy, listen, I'll tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) Come up. Is this, would you do what do you all do you all agree with this or no? I mean, I'll tell you what. If someone, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I get that. That definitely is sort of a uh, a precursor to to someone compromising. I would say, sure. I don't know about the deal of a lifetime, but that's definitely a compromising sort of term of saying, "All right, here what you're saying." Tell you what, I'll do this for you. 
Like I, I get that. Yes. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's a, just a white thing though. It definitely is not a black thing. <laughs> black, <laughs> black people definitely don't like, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, I'm thinking what black people say when they're about to give you the hookup. Uh, and it's not, I'm about to give you the hookup. Um, yeah. <laughs> some of y'all we'll about that immediately. Uh, it's not that it's, uh, uh, you know, you know what some people say, say they, they two words, they say, say less. So if you had a place, let's say you had like a car dealership, right. And you're trying to get them to, to approve something and there's maybe some workaround or something that they can do. And they're giving you to look like, just say the right thing. Mm. And you start going on and on and all oh, that. And they'd like, just say less. You know, like <laughs> when you're at the bank, like I was at the bank one time and I wanted to cash a check, but I think the bank rules, I don't know if it wouldn't let you, the, the the money wouldn't post at a certain point or whatever, but he did some kind of work around that he probably, I don't think he was supposed to do, but I was like, yeah, cause you know, I really needed to, he was like, look, say less. So I knew to shut the hell up. Cause. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, uh, the, uh, uh, I'll tell you what, what, is that what it was? I'll tell you what. Um, I'll tell you what. More of a southern draw. I think if you, uh, <laughs> I've heard definitely heard it with um, with some more twang to it. Yeah, I'll that might be what. something a little different. I tell you what, uh, that <laughs> that could mean something altogether different. I would say. Uh, I'll tell you what. What else? Uh, something, something racist, racist. I don't know if that's a, a thing or not, but. Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you what is really f- goddamn funny. <laughs> I'm trying to, if I've ever said it, that's what I'm trying to work on right now. If I ever said it, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you. You what. just pay me three hundred. Don't worry about the other fifty. I don't know if I've ever said that. <sighs> so, so we got uh, Brian. Did you say you agree with that or no? I forget. I think yeah. I tend to agree. I think I think you have to. Uh, uh, what people say like in between the things they're saying in a situation like that is super critical and if it's if it's that kind of you know like yeah let me tell you something then you know yeah. it's it, it yeah it's not great yeah little things like I, I, listen i hear what you're saying <laughs> but, you know well little things like that uh yeah yeah, I've been saying like, and I don't know where I got it, but I've been saying things like, uh, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Oh, but, which means there's, there's always a but. I yeah. Agree with you. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree with you, except for all of these points that absolutely yeah. disagree with what you. Except you're totally wrong. <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, I think that was a good way to start that segment. I like that. I'll start looking for things like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I will check in from time to time with different things I see because I'm like, I do feel like that was the case, but I didn't I didn't know whether I was tripping or not. I would love if anyone's listening to chime in and, and tweet that out. Tweet tweet us if you if you feel like I was, my judgment was incorrect or, or uh, I'd love to find out. I'll get other opinions on that. Yeah. Say less, Jason. Say less. 
<laughs> so, Brian, that's all I got, man. We have anything else to cover this week? I think we're all good. We should probably briefly mention the passing of Fred Willard. Um, oh, yeah. We, yeah. We lost uh, Jerry Stiller and Fred Willard in the same seven-day stretch. Uh, and that is a drag, yeah. but... Um, yeah. You know what? That that is absolutely a drag. Um, you are one hundred percent correct. Both of those guys with their own style of comedy, making pretty serious impacts. Um, you know, Jerry Stiller had his he had a career, and then he had another career, which yeah. I find very interesting when you hear people have done that. Um, and Fred Willard is, you know, man, that guy is part of part of a group that has made comedy history. I think so. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, and if you have a chance, go back and find the old uh, Fernwood Tonight rerun somewhere. I don't know where they are right now. I'm assuming they're available on Amazon or YouTube or somewhere. But uh, 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 Martin Mall and uh, Fred Willard, this is from like the mid to late 70s. Uh, Martin Mall and uh, Fred Willard as host of a small cable access talk show. It, it's amazing. It's amazing. Super, you know, a lot of kind of dated humor and a lot of, you know, jokes you probably couldn't necessarily get away with these days, but uh, it's just great. That was really my first um, exposure to Fred Willard when I was a kid was through Fern, Fernwood Tonight. And uh, it's just great. So That's cool. You know, and I'm yeah, not, I'm not embarrassed to say that a lot of the, the Fred Willard and that group that, you know, uh, Christopher Guest and all that, that, mm -hmm. uh, that I, that's not a lot of humor that I, got until somewhat recently um mm -hmm. some people were like oh i've been listening to that forever you know whatever it is and that's just not it, that's not how i how i was a lot of this stuff it took a while for me to get it to really kind of dig into to comedy and different varieties of comedy uh but but once i did man it was just like, try to get your hands on as much as you can yeah it's pretty fascinating pretty great stuff um has anyone noticed that in quarantine, some of these these deaths and learning about because quite a few people have passed away since we've been in quarantine. They seem to hit a little harder, don't they? That's how I felt. That's an interesting question. I never I never thought about it. Yeah, the impact seems just I don't know something about them just seems to be I don't know where I think everyone's you know feeling a little a little low whether they yeah. want to admit it or not. But yeah. My take. Yeah, or every you know, our emotions are maybe are, are are a little heightened, you know, to begin with. Yeah, and maybe that's why it seems like it's it's. But yeah, you're right. Um, I'm even back like um, a few weeks ago. John Prine passed away, and yeah. I don't know if I could even name a John Prine song. I mean, I I you know I <laughs> recognize his significance as an artist and everything, but I don't yeah. you know know that I could necessarily name it, name any of his songs. And I was like, oh shit, John Prine died. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. And part of it was seeing other people, other people's uh, grief over it. it. Was just kind of a bummer if yeah. I felt bad for them, you know? Because I'm with you. I don't know if I could name a John. I, I know I've listened to John Prine, and I'm friends yeah. who are fans, so I've listened to him. But I, you know, it wasn't something that I wasn't someone that I followed closely. But yeah, mm. I totally get that. Yeah, for sure. Well, you guys right. pick a hell of a world to end on. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. Well, so, hopefully. well done, fellas. Well done. I, you know, I, 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 I take my foot off the gas, and here we are at the mortuary. Good job, fellas. Yeah. 
Well, on a more positive side, hopefully, if everything's go right and you know everything goes well in the next couple of weeks, we may be back in the studio sooner rather than later. At you know, at least until the next wave of the virus hits. But uh, you know, hopefully, back in the studio in the next couple of weeks. I am looking forward to y'all being back in the studio in the next couple of weeks. Thank you. For that. <laughs> I'm excited by the prospects uh, for sure. Uh, I've got uh, uh, some videos and stuff coming out. I've got my all over the place with Jason Allen King, uh, my Oregon two-parter. And uh, also I have a sketch uh, that, uh, that I did with Jen Altizer that is uh, I'm super proud of. I think it's going to be a riot. So I look for those here coming out soon. Yeah. Awesome. And I I think there's a Comedy Zone show this coming weekend, but I haven't heard officially yet. But I'm pretty sure. But I think. Yeah. So. Well, hope so. hopefully. <laughs> I hope so too. As, as for me, uh, I'm happy to announce that uh, I've got some kebabs going on the grill tonight. Uh, chicken, <laughs> uh, some veggies. Uh, I've been eating healthier lately. A lot of grill work. I'm really enjoying it, and uh, yeah, that's been one one of those silver linings uh, from this whole thing. Is uh, I've been diversifying my uh, culinary portfolio, so it's nice. Good time. Good man. And I can't out, enjoy some kebabs and check out you guys' work. <laughs> awesome, perfect. I'll try one of those one of these days. Oh, yeah. well, it's great hanging out, guys. As always, thanks very much. Yes, indeed. We will see y'all next week. Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. 